This is The Warrior's Cry. Today's episode is the sixth episode, and I'm interviewing David Joannis from China of Within, Within Reach Global. I'm really excited about this. Um, I will go ahead and just uh, preface the interview by stating that um, the uh, interview was being done via a VPN so that David could get around the censorship uh, uh, in China. So um, real quick, I, I just wanted to uh, encourage all of my listeners to be praying for David, the underground church, the church in chains worldwide. Um, and, you know, like I said, specifically for David and Lorna Joannis, uh, their daughter. Um, and just um, be praying for them in China that they're able to achieve the message um, that God has sent them to do, to achieve the mission that God has called them to do. Um, and, you know, if you feel led to donate or give to uh, Within Reach Global, you can easily go to um, their webpage, WithinReachGlobal.org. So without further ado, we'll begin our interview. And uh, once again, like I said, the audio does kind of break up a little bit. I did ask uh, David if he could um, uh, email me a, uh, a breakdown of kind of his answers to the questions uh, as best to his ability, because it was really late over there, um, and you know there was a lot of breaking up and, and things like that. I will do my best to edit out most of the breakouts uh, and try to keep the coherent message uh, of what he was saying. Uh, but without further ado, we'll go ahead and start the interview. Thanks for tuning in. <music> This is James Edwards with The Warrior's Cry. I've got uh, David Joannis, who is joining us from China. Uh, so we just want to welcome David for taking his time. It's uh, Right now it's really late in China, and it's early here because they're 12 hours ahead of us. So uh, I want to welcome him to the program. And David, just go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about you and your ministry and what it is that you're doing in China and in Asia yeah, well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure. Uh, yes, it's about 11 p.m. in southwest China here. Been living in uh, this particular city in southwest China for nearly the last 17 years. Uh, my wife and I and baby girl now live in Thailand. Um, we have been uh, pioneering churches and church planting evangelistic efforts among the unreached and unengaged tribes of southwest China for nearly that long, almost two decades, and uh, have pioneered an organization called Within Reach Global. Uh, you can check it out at withinreachglobal.org. That's where uh, the ministry is happening. Everything from college student ministry to medical conditions, uh, helping the poor, uh, and particularly going to very unreached and rural villages in southwest China, bringing the gospel to places where it has literally never traveled before. So it's a real uh, exciting thing to share, and I'm excited to talk with you about it. Well, that's, uh, that's amazing. Um, I don't really understand a whole lot about missions in China, but I know that uh, 
I know that it's a, a challenging thing because uh, uh, of the um, uh, being a communist country and everything like that. So um, real quick, you, you did get my questions that I uh, messaged over. Oh, yes, I You did. Okay, good. Um, so uh, first off, I just want to um, uh, apologize for the bad audio. He's um, using a VPN from China to get over the Great Firewall of China, as he calls it. Um, so... Um, we're going to try to get over all of these questions and get around all of the, you know, iffy audio. So um, first off, um, David, the questions that basically I like to ask is about unity in the church. Um, but specifically, um, how do you feel um, that unity affects foreign missions? Uh, I mean, that is a huge thing, and I, I appreciate you asking. I mean, one of the the biggest struggles right now for you have three different kinds of short-term missions I call hybrid missions and then the career missionary venture uh, those who move overseas and never come back except to show up in the church every once in a while and give testimony of what God is doing missionary attrition is a huge thing right now people come to the field get burnt out because of relationships struggles within teams and that unity is broken and therefore they get burnt out and end up coming home. Another facet I see is here in China. I mean, you, you think of a church that's growing exponentially. Uh, just a few years back, they were talking about how there's 30,000 people coming to Christ every single day in China. That, my friend, does not happen when there's a lack of unity. Amen. I mean, when there's unity, there's a cusp of revival. And so uh, I think the unity is a major part of the mission's endeavor. Loving the Lord your God with all your heart and loving those, loving your neighbor, bringing the gospel to those, in our case specifically, those who have never heard the gospel before. If not for that unity, we're not going to see impact, right? Exactly. So, you know, I, I definitely believe that, you know, um, the Warriors Cry, we're on the verge of, of seeing a great move of God um, because, you know, um, God called me to this ministry years ago about unity in the church, and I had no idea how to actually pursue it. Um, and so, you know, that, that means a lot to hear that you say that it affects uh, global missions, um, uh pretty intently. So, um, you know, the next thing that I'm going to ask you is, uh, what do you feel that God is saying to the church today, like internationally, uh, in America and in China? Uh, sounds like a little bit of a loaded question, right? Because there's so many ways we can go with this. What I, I really like the question, though, because I think the biggest basis of this question is that God is always speaking, right? What is he saying to the church today? He's, he's constantly talking. And um, the, the question is less, I think, what he's talking or if he's speaking to us rather than... Um, I could give a couple examples of what he's saying, specifically as even today, I'm with these little children from Burma who have taken surgeries for severe cleft lips, half of their face is missing. Uh, I've also spent some time today with a guy who has led over a thousand people, lepers, to the Lord and is overseeing a ministry and discipling those uh, with leprosy. I spent time the last couple days ago with leaders and pastors throughout China, underground uh, ministers who are taking the gospel to places it is not. 
And one of the biggest things that I hear God saying right now is, I would still leave the 99 for the one. And I, I feel like the heart of Jesus has not changed in that facet, in that manner, that his heart beats for those, every single one, uh, that they should not, that everyone should have a second chance or a first chance to hear the gospel. I think Jesus would still leave the 99 for the one. And in this case, many, many millions of ones who have yet to hear the gospel. Um, I think it's a drawing of God's heart for the church as well, saying, will you go to those who are unlovable and unlovely? Will you go to those subgroups or fringe societies that don't know me or we look down upon as Christians? And um, his heart still beats, I think, for those ones, those least of these uh, who desperately need the gospel. And I don't know. I just continually hear that heart cry of God saying, will you leave the 99 safely tucked away and for a time for those ones? And um, I believe that's one of the many things that God is speaking over the church today. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and that's one of my favorite sentiments is that God would leave the 99 for the one, the one lost sheep. But it's interesting when you think about it, um, the 99 sheep, they're united in a field um, all while he's going out and getting one, and while he's away, we're setting up a golden calf of uh, disunity among ourselves and criticizing each other. Um, I'm actually writing an article on Watchman33.com uh, about our comfort and disunity um, and how we've actually set up um, that idol of disunity because we we don't want anything to do with each other, and so we kind of fight with each other. Um, so, you know, the next question I'm going to ask you is, uh, how do denominations work in China? We talked a little bit about it a few years ago, um, but how do they work? Because you know the Baptists and everybody are sending missionaries over there. So how does that work specifically? Well, I'll preface it by saying everything you've ever heard about China is true somewhere <laughs> because it's just such a massive picture. Um, denominations are very much, uh, well, so much felt so little in China uh, as compared to the West. You know, um, it's very poignant in the West. I'm from this, that, and the other denomination. And yes, you're right. It brings a uh, disunity. I I have enjoyed, on, on a side note, when I play the missions card, when I return back to the States and become an advocate for these unreached peoples that I'm trying to reach, I'll go into First United Methodist Church, the Baptist Church, Assemblies of God, uh, non-denominational and every single one will say this is our missionary David Joannis I feel so honored that denominational boundaries can be broken down uh, in my case with the missions card that I play in China however it's you know this country has gone through a series of very tumultuous events from the early 19th or 20th century from the Boxer Rebellion you got the uh cultural revolution and a church has been birthed and had revival out of the pain and suffering of persecution when that occurs we don't talk about the minors we focus on the majors that is jesus uh christ you know uh the focal central aspect of the church and all the little things that we disagree upon uh on the side kind of pale in comparison to the central aspect, the, the, the main, the basic things that we believe as Christians across the board and across denominations. So generally, you don't, we don't really even talk about denominations in China. 
Right. And I remember you had said something about, uh, and this was years ago in one of our earlier conversations, where you had said that even though, you know, Baptists and Methodists and Pentecostals and all of these are different sending um, uh, teams over there, um, you don't talk about it simply because of the persecution and the underground nature of the church. And and you kind of have to avoid that because if you get into disagreements and splits and things like that happen, it would tear down the work that God's doing in China. Um, and like I said, we're comfortable with our disunity in the United States Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, we're okay with uh, a million churches, uh, all disagreeing and arguing with each other. Um, all while there is a hurting world and people that need to hear the gospel, we're too busy criticizing our brother or Joel Osteen in Houston, Texas for, you know, preaching happiness and joy, um, Rather than you know saying hey you know there's there's a place for all of these different mis- uh, messages in the kingdom of God honestly um, you know uh, what do you think about all that Yeah I mean that obviously we're talking in general terms here because um, you and I both know there's there are these massive pockets of unity that are very exciting that where we see revivals happening and uh, but exactly. yes it's yeah but it's it is funny how we tend to focus on our on the things that separate us and much of uh, you know just from my hometown for example much of the church growth that we see is not true church growth it's perhaps disgruntled members of churches who get frustrated with what a pastor say move on to another church until the next year they get frustrated again and that's not true church growth um the disunity it just severs our extremities and limbs and does not allow us to be the body of Christ. Meanwhile, like you said, there's a hurting world. And it sounds so cliche to say that there's a hurting, dying world, you know. But I'm telling you, as I'm here in Southwest China, I mean, it is so poignant and real, the the struggle for survival and life that you see. I mean, we just saw we just saw about 20 young college students come to the Lord, get baptized this week. There is this vacuum, this spiritual hunger. If I was to focus on all the things I disagree with you or the others or this or that pastor, uh, I would just be so sidelined. I couldn't focus on the heart of God. Again, leaving the 99, going to that one. And that's amazing. I'm, I'm absolutely uh, excited about what you're saying there. Um, so, you. you know, the next question I'm going to ask you is, um, let me pull my questions back up here. Okay. Disappearing. Yeah. Thank you for uh, telling me to pause and restart because I don't know when I cut out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in your opinion, being a world missionary uh, in Asia, um, in regards to relationship, do you think the church as a whole is healthy? I think the church as a whole is much bigger than the church that we talk about. You know, I think sometimes we do get caught up in our eth- ethnocentrism and myopic perspective of the church. The church is not only Americans. The church is not only Chinese. You know, it encompasses the globe. So is it healthy? Um, you know, there are places that I've gone where I've seen very much a, a, a sickness or a, an unhealthy church. And yet there are also many other places that I've seen a thriving, uh, joyful, unified body of Christ uh, doing exciting things, partnering with God, remembering they're a small part of the big thing God is doing. Again, Jesus, the central focus. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think as a whole, um, 
it's hard to say. I mean, so as a whole, I mean, I think Jesus' heart is to make his church whole and healthy and complete. And it does take that personal introspection, that community introspection and uh, vulnerability um, to bring about that health. So are we healthy? I think we're all in need of a, a doctor, really, myself included. Um, but we're moving towards that health and trying to hopefully focus on unity rather than things that are divisive and separate us. Exactly. So um, the next question was one that I think you thought we were going to ask earlier, um, and that was, what are things in your view that bring unity and disunity to the body of Christ as a whole? Well, I think that's a great question. Um, obviously, I think when when the body of Christ sees breakthroughs, sees salvations, sees what I was just talking about, baptisms and bathtubs in southwest China, you know, stealthily people coming to the Lord even under a, a oppressive system, um, that's exciting. That joins hearts together. So when there are great breakthroughs or new salvations or testimonies from the pulpit about wonderful things that are happening in your zip code, in your city, state, and beyond even in the world and in China, for my case, uh, those things really bring unity. And I think disunity often occurs when, again, we're so myopic. We're so self-centered, aren't we? I mean, again, myself included. We have this tendency to just think about me, myself, and I, the how soft these pews are or whether or not they should be heated. The goal <laughs> of the church, you know, Jesus' last command, go into all the nations. And, uh, you know, I love it in Chinese. Uh, go into all the world as a witness and tell, give witness of my gospel. Um, when we can focus on those outside of just our own comfort zone and our needs, there seems to be some sort of unity that's brought together, right? I mean, if I share testimonies like I just did with you, there's some sort of certain joy that rises up and you're happy and you're you're joyful for the things that I, I just saw and vice versa and we grow together. Um, so again, that myopic perspective, that ethnocentric view of just me, myself and I, I think we need to see that will inspire us for the reality that God is still working throughout the nations and those disunity, the small little infinitesimal things that I think those times when we realize that God is moving, when we see some sort of breakthrough or revival in a certain place, uh, we it's, it draws us together. That is a great point of unity. For example, if I share some great breakthrough that just happened in the ministry, all these students getting baptized and saved, a certain joy rises up in your heart. And as would as mine would if you share something great. And those are the kinds of things that draw us together. Yeah, once again, you know, David Joannis is on the program uh, via a VPN from the Great Firewall of China. So some of his comments and things like that may be kind of hard to pick up or understand. Um, I will do my best to edit as much as I can uh, and still get the overall theme of what he's saying. So um, Yes, I'm sorry about that, you guys. Hopefully you catch all my answers, and uh, <laughs> if not— it's all up to dames here. <laughs> well, what I might do is I might have you, um, you know, maybe uh, answer the questions uh, in written form, and I can just post them as my uh, 
uh, notes to the podcast as well. That might help uh, the listeners. You know, we're we're kind of getting um, to the end of our interview, so you know, um, I really want to just say, David, you uh, are awesome. I'm so glad that uh, I got to meet you. Uh, I never actually physically met you. I met you on Facebook. Um, God, I don't even know how long. It was probably uh, ten yeah, years I ago. Recall. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so you you helped me learn kind of social media a little bit, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, taught me a few things on social media, and I really appreciate that. And then, uh, oh, great to get to know uh, the the real you from your Facebook po- uh, posts and the things that you're doing in China is just absolutely amazing. So um, I'm going to give you a few moments to plug what it is that you want to plug and, and tell us a little bit more about uh, your heart, the, the heart of the ministry over there, and um, and we'll leave it at that. Well, thank you so much for your words. I really appreciate that. I'm honored. Uh, social media and all the things that uh, I may have shared in the past, yeah, it's a struggle, as you can see with my internet. But uh, the things that are on my heart, man, you know, I would love to invite everyone to head on over to withinreachglobal.org. I do believe that uh, with all these unreached people groups, I mean, there's there's thousands of unreached people groups who have never once heard the name of Jesus. We'll walk into a village and say, of course, you'd say the same thing in my position, right? And they'll say, is that a brand of a soap? They have no concept of what in the world a Jesus is. I would encourage you to just pray for our missionaries as they go to hard-to-reach areas. Pray for um, the support to come in that we could reach those who have yet to hear the gospel. Uh, go to Facebook, like Within Reach Global on Facebook. And I also blog, by the way, at David Joannis. That's my name, davidjoannis.com. And... So in the end, I realized that I'm just a small part of the big thing that God is doing. But if I could be a voice for the voiceless, uh, advocate for unreached people groups, I believe that's the, the thing. As the body of Christ, let's be unified. Let's focus on the great things that God is doing around the world and see that we are all small parts of the big thing that God is actually doing. Awesome. So um, just so you know, um, the the parts that broke up, like I said, I'm going to have a written up uh, show note on the actual podcast so that uh, David has a chance to go in a little bit more depth with the uh, answers to his questions and the pieces that maybe you didn't hear. So um, once again, I want to thank you, David, for being on the program. Um, Thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm definitely praying for you. I encourage all of our listeners to pray for you. And if you want to support uh, David Joannis and his uh, family in China and the underground church in China, um, they can just go to withinreachglobal.org, right? That's correct. Yep. Awesome. So um, once again, I'm really, really happy to have you on the uh, program and uh, uh, you've uh, you've really enlightened me uh, because I don't really understand a whole lot about global missions. Um, my heart really is for the uh, the kingdom church, but I only really understand you know the American church um, sure. to the level yes. that I do. So, um, really appreciate that insight. And uh, hmm. uh, once again, thanks for being on the program. And I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Get back to your family. I know it's late, and you need to get some rest. Uh, so, uh, thanks for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, and God bless. And in Chinese, 神祝福你们.
<laughs> Thank you. And that was a great interview to have uh, David Joannis on the program from China. Um, the audio was kind of iffy, and I did the best I could at trying to clean it up. Um, but he had a lot of really, really good thoughts uh, about uh, the worldwide church. And, and I'll be honest, man, I, I tell you, it, it, it just blows me away that there's so much um, opportunity in the body of Christ for us to uh, to do more. You know, the, the, the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us to first love the Lord God with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and second, love our neighbors, ourselves. And you heard David made mention of that earlier. And, um, you know, his mission focuses on, you know, uh, obviously the first one, but focuses on the second one with his global outreach program at withinreachglobal.org. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. And we've got to ask ourselves exactly what does that mean? You know, um, I made a comment on last podcast with Pastor John Pelinero and uh, about two churches bumping up uh, with their parking lots together and how the people come out of church and they don't even talk to each other. You know, and, and in my opinion, it, it bothers me that, you know, the body of Christ is so segmented into ourselves uh, to where we don't even want to talk to each other. It, it bothers me. And, and and I know a lot of people don't really care so much about that. Um, but, you know, how would it be if our finger uh, didn't do what our brains was telling them, the, them to do? You know, if we went to go grab a hammer and our hand didn't clench it because our brain was telling our hand to do it and our hand didn't clench it and... Uh, or, or worse yet, it grabbed it, but as we went to go swing it, all of a sudden our hand just let go, even though our brain was telling it to hold on to the hammer. You know, that hammer would go flying and probably injure somebody or hurt yourself. Um, and that's what the danger to disunity in the church is now, because we have so much opportunity, so much um, challenge for us to work together. And, you know, this is a great opportunity for the church, um, you know, with Within Reach Global um, and w with David Joannis and, and other missionaries very much like him all over the world. You know, um, we have an opportunity to not only bless David uh, and his wife, uh, Lorna, and, and their daughter uh, and, and his mission organization at Within Reach, uh, but we also have the opportunity to um, use what was said via uh, the podcast today and uh, at his website and his Facebook page. And we have an opportunity to use all of these things for the betterment of the body of Christ. So I encourage you, brothers and sisters that are listening to this program, to uh, uh, reach out uh, to David and and show that you support him. Pray for him, lift him up, lift up his wife, uh, lift up their child, their daughter, 
um, lift them up and, and lift up all of the ones that are coming to Christ every day in China um, because that is so important. You know, sometimes in, in this ministry, I focus so much on the church and unity in the church that I forget to talk about the primary objective to the church, and that is the Great Commission. You know, to go into all the, the uttermost parts of the world and, 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 and preach about the gospel of Christ and Him crucified. And, you know, and it, it's devastating that sometimes I forget to mention that, but the truth is that is the primary goal. And I believe that we can do it better as a united force than we can separately. So I'm going to finish out the podcast. I'm going to basically uh, let you know, this podcast was brought to you by 434 Graphics. Um, that is uh, my printing business um, that I have. Uh, and, and I desperately want you, uh, if you need help, I want to help you. I want to be able to do printing and marketing for you to uh, assist your church, your ministry, your business, uh, save you some money and uh, get you some good artwork and, and design um, as well, because uh, I know that that, uh, that industry is, is pretty expensive. So 434graphics at gmail.com. If you have any job or anything that you'd like me to quote, send me an email. I'd love to help you with anything you have. Uh, and if you like this podcast, please subscribe uh, on Google Play Music, uh, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, uh, and make sure you rate us, uh, give us a thumbs up on whichever one has a thumbs up and a five star on it, whichever one has five stars. Uh, we definitely uh, want to get uh, recognized for the work that we're trying to do and bringing the unity to the body of Christ. So I covet your prayers. I thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, once again, you guys are awesome. And uh, thanks for supporting the Warriors Cry. Y'all have a blessed day.